Uh, we are starting a brand new series together, and uh, it's just simply uh, called Guardrails. And the conversation we're going to have this morning is maybe just kind of in some ways to set us up for everything we're going to say next and why that's such an important conversation uh, within our lives. And here's what we want to kind of just tackle in the moment is this. Uh, you and I live in a culture where it just seems like people are determined to drive their lives off the cliff. Uh, we look at people and we go, what were you thinking in that moment? I mean, what was it that caused you to say, this is a good decision in my life, and literally just kind of drive your life off a cliff into just chaos for your life? What, what was going on? What went through your mind in that last moment just before your wheels left the pavement and, and you drove your life off? What, what was happening there? And I think uh, sometimes you and I, especially those of us that are Christians, go, okay, I, I get it. I get that uh, people who are far from God and people who don't have uh, any place in their lives for what Scripture says or maybe what God would come, I, I get that they're probably uh, going to be driving their lives into a ditch over and over and over again. But what about when it's Christians? What about when it's Christian leaders or, or maybe someone in our lives that we admired and, and we just thought, boy, of all legitimate Christian, of all truly sold out Christ followers, I mean, that's a Christ follower. And, and, and what do you do in a moment when you go, I just can't even believe they did that. I mean, I, I would have never expected that, that he would blow up his marriage and cheat on his wife. I, I never thought they would steal. I... I can't believe in a moment of anger that came out of their mouth. And, and, and you and I are left to go, how, how is it that, that Christians that, that sold out followers drive their lives off the cliff, drive it into destruction, make decisions in an instant that could take years to ever recover, to ever redeem their moment, that their integrity was lost so deeply, it'll be years before anybody ever trusts them again. If they could ever recover that marriage, it will be years before his wife will ever trust. How does that happen? And here's what we're going to discover today, that in those moments when you and I look and say, how did you, do, how did you drive your life off the spiritual cliff? How did you go into destruction? that you've probably uncovered a place, most likely in their life, where they failed to put up guardrails. In other words, here's what they said in the heart. Look, look, look. I, I will never do that. I will, I will never go there. And because I've already decided that I will never do that and I will never go there, I, I don't need any precautions in my life. I don't need any guardrails because I won't do it. And then there came a moment. There was a, there was a moment when it was late at night and they were tired. Uh, their marriage was struggling. And so suddenly they're having conversations that they never had before. And, and, and something happened. Because there were no guardrails there, they suddenly found themselves somewhere they never imagined. They literally drove their lives uh, off the cliff. And so we're just going to talk about this idea of guardrails in our life today and why we need them. And then we're going to spend the next few weeks unpacking some areas where we need guardrails. And what would it look like to put a guardrail up in that area of my life to keep me uh, from going off the cliff? So here's the deal. I got a definition for guardrails. Let's see if they'll put it up for us real quickly. Uh, here it is. Guardrails are a system designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. So in other words, 
you look at a place in the road where it's treacherous, so whether you're, you're crossing a bridge or there's an unexpected turn or there's a huge cliff on the side, guardrails are all about minimizing our mistakes. So the idea of a guardrail is simply this. Look, I'd rather you hit the guardrail. I'd rather there be some minor damage that occurs in your life than destruction. Because if you go further than that, then the consequences, what's going to happen next, are so devastating for your life. I'd rather you hit a guardrail first than that you go there, ultimately. That's the purpose of guardrails. Now, when you and I get to spirituals, when we start talking about our lives, this shifts a little bit. And it just simply says, hey, what does it mean to put up spiritual life guardrails in my life that just says, look, because I don't ever want to do that. I don't ever want to take my life off that cliff. What does it mean to put a safety net, to put a, something here that would, that if I did that, if I got that close, something would bump in my conscience. Something would hit and kind of veer me back on track in my life, but it would spare me going over the edge. What does it mean to have guardrails in my life? So grab your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians because there actually is a passage that really does unpack and talk about this moment. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 15. If you aren't familiar, if you go to the back of your Bible, work to the left, you're going to find this book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. And while you're going there, let me explain kind of what's going on. Ephesus is a lot like the world that you and I uh, live in right now. It's a thriving metropolis area. The reality is they're struggling. They're struggling with the darkness of their community because it seems like everybody around them is driving their life off a cliff. I mean, it's just everybody seems to be just so uncognizant of the damage and the destruction and the incredibly poor decisions that they're making. And there almost seems to be a momentum within the culture of Ephesus to do that which is wrong just because it's wrong. And a matter of fact, uh, the thing that Ephesus was noted for or famous for was the Temple of Diana, which was there at Ephesus. And, and part of that culture, part of the worship at the Temple of Diana was that you would go into the temple and you would have sex with the prostitutes because uh, God was a woman and you were therefore worshiping God by having sexual encounters with the temple prostitutes. Kind of like the Phoenix goddess temple thing going on. So you and I, so here, so think about how dark this is. You and I hear that and we go, who are the kooks that are doing that? In Ephesus, you ready for this? In Ephesus, it was so widely accepted that not only was the entire city consumed in the Ephesus goddess worship, but people came from hundreds of miles to participate. That's how dark the culture is. And the question that comes up says, look, 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 we're, we're living in a, in a town, we're living in a place where it seems like everybody's driving their life off the cliff. How does a Christian live in this environment? What do you, how do you do? Because here's the deal. It just feels like there's, there's momentum to go off the cliff. And the answer that Paul's going to give back is guardrails. Guardrails. Please, please, please tell me that in the areas of your life that you don't want to go there, in the areas of your life that you just are fully committed to say, look, I'm, I'm just never going to do that, then, then if that's true and if you're not ever going to go there, then tell me you've got guardrails. So that before you ever go up, before you ever go that far, something will bump in your conscience and you'll be left in the lane and not in destruction. 
Okay, now here's the deal. If I read this passage in, Ephesus to you, in, in Ephesians to you right now, it won't make sense. You'll go, huh? Okay, so put a piece of paper there, leave your finger there. We're going to come back to it. We're going to talk about this idea of guardrails with him, and then we're going to unpack this passage, and all of a sudden it'll, it'll come alive. Okay, so let, let's put your finger there, put a piece of paper. We'll come back, Ephesians chapter 5. Let's talk about uh, guardrails. Guardrails, you ready? Guardrails are all about avoiding foolishness. Guardrails are all about not living on the foolish edge. Everybody in this room would agree, and we'd all say, look, uh, if, if you go there, in other words, if, if, if you step off the cliff, if you go that far, whatever that far is, that, that has destruction in it. That, 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 will, that, will have, that has such great consequences, that, that has such reverberation in your life. You, you, don't, you don't ever want to step off that edge. Many of these issues, not all of them, but many of these issues, the Bible would call sin and just said, look, don't do that because if you go there, the, the discipline that happens, the, the spanking that comes out of that, the natural consequences of going over the cliff, you just don't want that destruction in your life. Now, here's the thing. There's ground before the cliff. There's room before the cliff. And so here's, here's what many Christians ask, especially baby Christians. You ready? How close can I get to the edge before it's sin? Can, it, it, can I dangle my toes off the edge and still be okay? Because, wait for this, there's no verse that says, don't dangle your toes. So, 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 you know, when I'm with my boyfriend, I mean, how, how far can we go physically before it's too far? In my finances, how far, how much can I spend, how far can I extend my credit, how far can I go before it's destructive in my life? And you and I are, are constantly in with this idea of saying, okay, okay, I get it, I don't, I don't want to do that, but how close can I get to the edge? How, how far out there can I live and still not be in sin in my life. And here's, here's the answer. You're right. <laughs> there, there's, there's some room here. There's some margin here that, that you, you could live your life right here, and, and it wouldn't be sinful. It'd just be stupid. It'd just be what the Bible calls, you ready? Foolishness. It's not sin yet because you haven't, done it yet. You're just as close as you can get to doing it without doing it. And it's foolish. Years ago, I uh, took a group of kids up to the Navajo Indian Reservation, and we were doing a week of vacation Bible school for the Navajo Indian kids there. We had a work project that we were doing together, and we'd finished the week early. We'd gotten everything done that we'd planned to do, and I turned to the missionary, and I said, look, um, there's got to be something that we could just kind of take these kids out, let them celebrate for a job well done, something we could do. And he said, well, yeah, there's this, uh, there's this place. It's called Canyon de Chez, and it's kind of like a, a miniature Grand Canyon. And uh, they could go out there. It's pretty cool, and you don't have to drive, you know, four hours to get there. It's about an hour down the road. I said, okay, let's do that. So next day, we loaded up all the kids on the bus, drove out to Canyon de Chez, and sure enough, you get there, 
It's a, it's a miniature Grand Canyon. I mean, just straight up and down cliffs. It's, it is amazing. But as we pull into the parking lot, it suddenly occurs to me, there's no rails. I mean, you literally walk up to the edge of the canyon and then, what? Now, I've got 30-plus high schoolers on the bus. So I turn to them, and I say, look, 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 here's the deal. We're going to go out. You're going to take a look at the canyon. We're going to do that. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Here's the, here's the thing. Nobody's getting closer than six feet to the edge. Okay? So six, six, six feet. Don't get any closer. Because here's the deal. There's nothing you need to see that you can't see from six feet back. Okay? So don't you dare, don't you, don't you dare, don't you dare, don't you dare get closer than six feet. Everybody understand? I opened the bus door. Anybody want to guess what happened next? 30-plus high school kids immediately ran to the edge. Some of them, some of them, are you ready for this? Started crawling down the side of the canyon. I'm, I'm running up and down the cliff going, get back. Are you guys idiots? That's crazy. And they're going, we're not going to fall. And I go, what are you talking about? Say, look, 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 I get it. I get I get you don't intend to fall. I get that you're not planning to jump off. I get it. But what you don't understand is all the rock up here, I mean, it's like shale. One misstep. You're going to look. You're going to say, hey, my foot is secure. I'm okay. And that rock gives way, and you're over the edge. You didn't plan it. You didn't, you didn't intend it. One good gust of wind. You're there and you're moving your hand and, and a good gust of wind and you're over the edge. That's foolishness. Because, because, you ready? There's nothing you need to see that you can't see from six feet back. Now here's what you need to know. As you and I start talking about this idea of guardrails, it's going to be a little bit hard for some of us because here's the deal. God's going to ask us to position ourselves six feet back. And, and some of us are going to chafe. See, some of us are going to go, you're, you're limiting my freedom. You're, you're not letting me get the full effect. Because, because, you ready for this? We have believed the lie that the only way to experience life to its fullest is to dangle our toes over the edge of sin and destruction and look down. We're not going to go there. We're not going to do it. We're just looking. We're just flirting with disaster. One missed step. One gust of wind. One season within your marriage where Things aren't working well and communication's not right and suddenly you're sitting down with him and you're telling him things about your husband that he has no business counseling you in. Or sharing. The bills are piling up and work's going bad. And, and Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go on the computer. I'm not going to look at that, but... Maybe, 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 maybe I deserve just a peek. And I'm just, I'm, guys, I'm just telling you, you don't have any, you got one gust of wind, 
one ill-placed foot, and because there's no garbage, there's no recovery. It's the power of guardrails. Now, here's the deal. Not, not, only, not only are there probably some people in this room that are kind of going, really, really, we're going to talk about maybe limiting my freedom. We're going to talk about things that, I mean, it's not sin. I mean, it, technically, it's okay to do, and that I might actually step back and not do some of the things I could do. I mean, there's no verse in the Bible that says don't do, and I might actually limit my freedom for guardrails. And here's what you know, is maybe that's chafing you and maybe you're struggling. You realize that, that this is the struggle of our society, that, that you and I live in a culture that just says guardrails are stupid. Don't, don't, you just, why would you waste that? Why, why would you give up that freedom? And here's what you need to hear. You and I are going to make a decision about am I willing to give up some freedom in my life in order to live wisely in my life. Because I'm just going to say to you, it is always wiser to be on this side of the guardrail. See, culture, culture just struggles. If you do this, your friends aren't going to understand. People are going to think you're, you're, you're just a little bit too religious and a little bit too crazy. Because here, here's the deal. Our culture just says, look, no rules no rules, no guardrails, none of this. And, and a matter of fact, because they've done that, you, you realize what it, just an absolutely awkward place it puts them in because I can't say to you, you should have guardrails if I'm not willing to live with guardrails in my life. So think about this. Because our culture says, no, 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 no guardrails. We end up saying things to our teens like, you ready? Don't have sex until you're ready. What does that mean? Don't have sex till you're ready? I mean, I can, just think of it. Can you imagine that discussion? Are you ready? I don't know. I think I was born ready. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to be ready in three weeks. Oh, okay. Well, let's just mark that on the calendar. October 17th, we're ready. You, you, get, you get what that is? That, that's not a guardrail. That's like, that's like painting a line on the most dangerous curve on the road, at, at the cliff that has unbelievable potential to destroy your life, and we're painting lines. And here's the deal. You, just, you get off track on that, you start to head toward the cliff. The, the painted lines don't stop anything. It's why you and I have got 12-year-olds deciding they're ready. How about this one? Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. So, which is the last responsible drink, and which one is the first irresponsible one? I mean, if that's not fuzzy, right? Because here's, here's the deal. I, I, here's what I can promise. I can promise that all through this room, we've got people who say, you know, I mean, I, I was there, and I was with my friends, and we were drinking, and you know, it kind of flashed through my head. You know, I, I, wonder, I wonder if I'm getting ready to be irresponsible. But the problem was, by the time I got there, I didn't care. <laughs> I 
don't go into too much debt. What does that mean? I'm just telling you, based on what's happened in our culture, based on what's happened in our economy in the last, what, 24 months, I'd like to know, what does too much debt mean? Where, where is that? And guys, here's what we're doing. We are painting lines that have absolutely no capacity to save us, to keep us from going off the road. Because we refuse, we refuse, we refuse to give up any freedom in order to have guardrails in our lives. Now, guardrails are all about calling you and I to live on this side of foolish. It says, look, 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 you, you live out here, you, you stay on this side, that, that's just scary, dangerous, gust of wind, disaster. And guardrails are about saying, look, I, I'm, I just choose to live on the wise side of the guardrail. Second thing, guardrails are about making it hard to sin, hard to make a mistake. See, so think about this. A guardrail sits there, and as you maybe get distracted in a moment, or you, you, you just didn't watch well, and then you hit the guard. The idea of the guardrail is it's gonna, if you're gonna go off the cliff, you're gonna have to work at going off the cliff. You're not gonna do this by accident. It's gonna be hard for you to do this. And spiritual guardrails are all about making it hard for ourselves to sin. Making it so that you go, look, the, before I drive my car off, before I destroy my life, before I do that thing that I swore to people I'd never do, before I disappoint my kids, before I blow up my marriage, I'm going to make it hard to go off the cliff. Think about this. Parents do this for their children all the time. They constantly set up guardrails. We call them rules. But they set up guardrails. And, and the idea is, look, I'm just going to make it hard for you to make a mistake that could alter and change and ruin your life. So remember this moment. You're, you're 16, and you're dating. And uh, your boyfriend comes over to the house. And you went to your bedroom and closed the door. Your parents came walking by, and their reaction was, ah! Remember that? And then they said, you will never, 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 never be in this room with your boyfriend with the door closed. And what was your reaction? Mom, what's wrong with you? It's not like we were doing anything. Right? And, then, and then we pulled the, we pulled the ace out, remember this? Don't you trust me? And here's what your parents said. Look, look, I, I'm not doubting your... Here's the deal. I, I don't... I'm not telling you that I think you're trying to drive your life off the cliff. I'm not telling you that I think you're that dumb. Here's what I'm telling you. You're living on the edge. You're living in a place that positions you in foolishness. And one ill-lived moment and, 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 and one less than stellar idea, and, and, and you could go over the edge. So here's the rule. You will always have your door open because, because, because I'm going to make it hard for you to make that mistake. I'm going to make it hard for you to decide to sin. And I want you to live in the constant fear that if you do anything in that room, I might walk by at any given moment. 
I'm going to make it hard for you to do the wrong thing. Therefore, the rule is the door stays open. Remember that? Guardrail. Remember this one. You can't hang out with those friends. See, they're doing stuff that you have no business doing. They're going to parties that they shouldn't be going to. They're messing around with alcohol and drugs. They're just doing, they're doing things. that are, You're not going to hang with those friends. Remember what we said? We said, whoa, what? what? I'm not going to do what they're doing. I, I, I'm not. I mean, I mean, you know me. I've never, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm there to influence them. Ready? I think Jesus would hang out with them. He'd witness to them. Mom's dad, if you believe that one, just shoot yourself now. And here's, here's what you say. You are not hanging with them because here's the deal. All the pressure, all the momentum of that, of that group is going to send you toward the cliff and you are not going to hang with them. And remember, we were just mad out of our minds. But here's the deal. You know why mom and dad did that? Because they loved you. Because they loved you. And they were trying to establish in your life guardrails that said, look, 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 look. I'm going I'm I'm to put something in your life that makes it hard for you to drive your life off the cliff. Something you're going to bump into before you make the mistake. And you ready for this? And I love you enough that I would rather fight with you over the guardrail. than to spend my life rescuing you from destruction. See, I'm okay if I'm unpopular. And I'll fight with you for a guardrail so I don't have to do this the rest of your life. Here's, here's, here's the crazy thing. In our culture, we get to 18. And 18, all of a sudden in our lives, signals this, this freedom. This mom and dad are gone, and, and part of what we do in that moment, we go, and the guardrails are gone. Nobody gets to make any rules for me. And guess what most of us did through our college years? We tore down all the guardrails. We said, look, I'm 18 now, which means I'm an adult, so now for some reason it's really, really smart to get out and play on the edge. And, and isn't the truth, guys, that some of the deepest regrets you've got in your life, some of the most ill-lived moments you wouldn't have if there had been guardrails. So let's just talk. What would it mean for you and I to choose, to choose, to limit some of our freedom? Not because, not because it's sin to be on the edge, just because it's foolish. And, and what would it be like to say, look, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some buffers in place. I'm gonna put some things in place that just says, look, I this is this is where I stop. I won't go any further than this. Because if I hit there, if my conscience can bother me, then then I don't drive off the cliff. So let's talk about three, three times, three places where you and I need guardrails. Okay, here we go. Number one, anytime you and I look 
and see danger. See, anytime you and I look and say, if I went, because here's the deal. You realize that there's a whole bunch of road that if you and I got off the road, I mean, it might cause some undercarriage damage. It might give you a couple of flat tires, but you're going to survive. But there are places in the road, you go off there, and it's destruction. I mean, it could be death. And you get that there are decisions and there are places in your life. You, you compromise that part of your integrity. You, you go over there and you flirt with that. You, you, you give and compromise in that place in your life. Years, years to recover, if ever. And I'm just going to say that anytime you look and say, if I were to drive my life over there, if I were to go off that cliff in my life, the devastation is so big. Well, then you need a guardrail. You need something that comes back here and says, long before I drive off that cliff, I've got something to hit up against. Some of us in the room may, may struggle with integrity and telling the truth. And then here's what a guardrail would be. A guardrail would be someone in your life that you say to them, look, 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 look. Every time I talk, every time something comes out of my mouth, if I move the truth one bit, if I'm not completely honest, if I'm not accurate in what I say, you have absolute permission in me to elbow me and then sit me down and say, you stretch the truth. It's a guardrail. It's a bump before I go off the cliff. So anywhere that I say, look, if I go off that, recovery's too big. Second place. Second place, you and I want to erect guardrails. Whatever sin you are most attracted to, I'm going to suggest not only needs guardrails, you probably need double reinforced guardrails. Because here's the deal. Look, 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 look. Every one of us in this room has a favorite sin. How many, how many of you, you don't have to tell me what it is, how many of you say, I think I know what my favorite sin is? Oh my goodness, we're in trouble. All right, okay. I can tell you my favorite. I guarantee you, you've got a favorite sin. You've got a sin that if you're ever going to mess up your life, if you're going to destroy yourself, if you're going to go off into destruction, it's the thing that causes you to have the least credibility with other people. It's the sin which you are most attracted to. And for some of us, it's money. For some of us, it's pride. For some of us, it's lust. I, I don't know what it is, but I guarantee you, you have your ladder into hell. And when you identify that and you go, look, this, this, is, this is the one that, I mean, this is the one that if I'm going to wreck it, I'm going to wreck it on this curve. Then you need double reinforced guardrails. Okay, let me give an example. I guarantee you that there are men in this room who have the gift of lust. Anybody want to self-identify? No, okay. All right, so ladies, it's all the men, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> And, and here's what I'm just going to say, guys. If, if, you, if you're a good luster, which probably most of us in this room are, you need double reinforced guardrails. Which means this. If you've got a computer and it doesn't have a monitoring system on it, an accountability software on it, you're crazy. You go, I'm never going to go there. I'm never going to do that. then why not have the software? If you're never going to go there, if you're never going to do that.
How about turning off your premium TV channels? Because, I mean, let's be, let's be honest. It's not sin to have premium TV channels. It's not. It's not sin. But if you struggle with lust, is it wise? Because, come on, HBO late at night, And you turn off the premium channels, you go, look, I'm just going to make it hard to sin. I don't even have the station on my TV. Third area. Third area. Any place in your life where you say, look, there's so little to gain by getting close to that, and there's so much to lose if I go off that cliff. Think about there's, there's just no win. In other words, it, it, there's no advantage to being close. I mean, there's just nothing good, and there's so much destruction on the other side. I, I got to be honest with you, this is where I am with alcohol. Look, we all know it, it's sin to get drunk. It, it, it's sin. Scripture's pretty clear. Do not get drunk. It, it's not sin to have a drink. But I personally, and this is my decision, I, I've pulled my guardrails way, way, way back. I just go, look, none. None. That's my personal guardrail. And you go, well, Lynn, that's just because you're a pastor. Yeah, probably. Probably because I've sat in hundreds of counseling meetings and listened to women talk to me about their husbands beating them because they came home drunk. I, I've presided over funerals for kids who were out messing around drinking and had an accident and died. See, there's just, there's just so much destruction on the other side. And here, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm just not sure I can figure out all the benefit because I, I, I've never heard this. This is a story I've never heard. I've never heard a couple say, boy, our marriage was on the rocks. I mean, we were struggling. We were on the rocks. And then we started drinking together. <laughs> Woo, put it back, man. I've never heard a dad go, look, my son and I, I mean, my son was living in rebellion and we couldn't get along, and then I took him out for a couple beers and we're good. <laughs> Fixed it. See, I, I'm just going to tell you that my personal thing is, look, there's so, I, just, I, can't, I can't figure out the benefit versus the loss. And so I've just said, look, I, I have no problem with my guardrails back, but here's the deal. Your guardrails don't have to be where my guardrails are. But you have to have guardrails. So, I, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe you say, hey, one beer and, you know, then I'm done. Or maybe you say, hey, it's two beers, then I'm done. Just tell me you've got a guardrail. Tell me that when you go to pop that third beer, that you're, something's going to hit inside and you're going to go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to the other side. I'm getting ready to do what I told myself I wouldn't do. I'm getting ready to go live on Foolishville. Sorry. Just tell me you've got a guardrail. Now we go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Here's what it says. Be very careful. Be full of care how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. So he says, look, 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 look. Be careful that you live your life on this side of the rail. Please, please tell me that as a follower of Christ, you're not going to live your life in Foolishville. Standing on the edge where one gust, one ill-lived moment, tell me, tell me you're not going to live here. Because at that point, you're one slip. 
You're one gust away. And I know, I know, I know. I know you've said in your heart, I'm not going to jump off the cliff. But what if you fall off? Because you refuse to have guardrails in your life. And then the next verse says, making, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Guys, get this. You get that as followers of Christ, God has trusted you. He's trusted you with whether or not you're going to sleep with your boyfriend. He's trusted you with whether or not you're going to honor him with your finances. He's trusted you with how you're going to lead your home and how you're going to navigate your marriage. He's trusted you with whether or not you're going to take your time and use it to serve. You, you realize the level of trust. And guys, here's the deal. And every ounce of that trust is an opportunity to make a decision that either says, I am going to consume this on my selfishness, and I'm going to live on the edge, and I'm going to make my mistakes, and I'm just going to go hogwash. Or, you ready? Or to say, with everything that God has trusted to my hands, I'm going to take the opportunity to make him proud making the most of every opportunity, every trust that God has placed in my hands. Guys, this is when you were 16 and dad handed you the car for the first time and you went out with your friends and your, and your friends said, hey, 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 first time, first time with a car, let's go do donuts. Let's go drag racing. And in that moment, you ready for this? In that trust, where something was handed to you that felt like yours but really wasn't yours. My life, my finances, my dating. My... You had a decision to make. You had an opportunity to either make your friends happy or your dad proud. How badly, how badly would you want your child to come home and say, look, I got in the car, my friends wanted to do donuts, my friends wanted me to go drag racing, and I said no because my dad has trusted me. And this is my opportunity to show that I deserve the trust. Make the most of every opportunity. Because, you ready? Because the days are evil. Because there's almost like a momentum trying to push you and I off the cliff. There is like lemmings all heading to the edge. And you have got to make the most of your opportunity. And then the last phrase says, therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. Hey, guys, if your earthly father says, keep the door open, if your earthly mother says, no, 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 you're not going to go run with those kids. In other words, if, if your earthly parents say, look, 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 our will for you, because we'd rather fight over guardrails than rescue you from destruction, our will for you is that you live on the wise side of guardrails. Which side do you think your Heavenly Father wants you on? That you may do your Father's will. Now here's the deal. Today's just set up. Today, today was just a moment for us to say, hey, look, why do you need guardrails? Why do guardrails make sense? We're going to spend the next couple weeks unpacking it. Here's what I know. There's a really, 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 really good chance that the Holy Spirit's already been doing something to your heart. And that when we were having this discussion and, and talking about having guardrails and maybe limiting our freedom in order to put a bump in our way to make it hard to sin, 
that somewhere you felt a nudge in your heart and you went, wow, I got no guardrails in my financial life. I've got no guardrails in my marriage right now. I've got no guardrails in my pride. I've got no guardrails in my lust. And that you already know one of the places you need to erect guardrails. Do we have to finish the conversation? Or could you begin one today with your Heavenly Father? Let's pray. Hey, dear Lord Jesus, we simply come before you. And God, you you just simply said, look, there's places you can live that aren't sin. They're just foolish. It's life on the edge, and it's one gust away. It's one ill-placed foot away from destruction. And you challenged us. You challenged us to say, what would it mean to limit my freedom to live on the other side of wise? And God, I'm just going to pray for us here today that we would just literally stand in the face of our culture and say, look, I, I get it. I get you guys hate guardrails. I get you don't like that. But for me and for my house, for my family and for my marriage and for my reputation, I choose. I choose to make it hard to sin and hard to drive my life off of a cliff. I choose guardrails. This we pray in Jesus' name.